Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Flip and Friends. I am Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. Of course, executive producer of the show, Ryan Book of XC. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski 1 on Instagram. Always, you can check out Jason Kessner. Follow him at JF Kessner. Last but not least, always with We Are Regal Radio and Second City Sports, Sydney Brown. Check out Sid at SidKit80. He's not getting older. He's just becoming a classic, you guys. And you enjoy that classic. <laughs> you enjoy it all the way. So listen, it's been a it's been a lot going on this week. Um lately I've been trying not to have these shows be ultra heavy, but we we're, we're never afraid to touch on anything. And I've just been observing, especially just the, the stuff that's taking place with the shootings uh from um um in, in Minnesota, Minneapolis, um from what we talked about the uh situation with the second lieutenant from uh Adam Teledo. Uh, being uh, shot here last about, about what two weeks ago here in Chicago, um, but I noticed with the the, the Adam Teledo situation. If anybody doesn't know, you, I guess it's, it's been a, it's been national. Thirteen year old man uh, was being in pursuit with a Chicago police officer. A uh, young man turned around, had his hands up, and just dropped a weapon that he had on him. An officer shot him, and then tried to resuscitate the young gentleman. The reason I, I wanted to start off with this. Is um, it's funny how the breakdown between racial lines with this to me, I've just paid attention to, you know, um, I, we, I, here in Chicago, I know like out yesterday, some places downtown was definitely boarded up, but they said they were getting boarded up because Derek Chauvin, the officer that murdered uh, uh, George Floyd, his, his trial is coming to an end and probably the verdict will be announced this week. Um, they had in many in Minnesota, they have the kids staying home in school in the middle of the week. Now, listen, I think Chauvin's going to get hit. But when they start doing stuff like that, that's always a sign. The word is out. We may not like the verdict and the town's going to burn. All right. I'm just I hope not, because it's, most people have come out against him as far as the, the uh, other further police officers, the police commander, so on and so forth. But get back to the Adam Toledo situation. I see a lot of people on social media. Uh, pointing out and justifiably so that he was a young man out. Uh, he, he was about two thirty, two two something in the morning. Uh, he was with a twenty-one-year-old man. Um, what was he doing out, and what was he doing out with ill intent as far as holding a weapon? Um, and I understand that, even though I mean, I was a kid that occasionally at that age I was out. Um, if, and sometimes I was younger, out that late. Now I wasn't. I didn't, wasn't holding heat. Um, I mean, but still, I mean, Jason, I wasn't holding heat, but still, I, I could have been compromised myself by being out sure. at such a, a late time. Uh, you know, not all the times I wasn't just being just the greatest person. Again, I wasn't, I wasn't some drug dealer or anything like that. Um, my, I feel sorry for the kid's family. And I think that's what I, I want people to focus on, uh, uh most. I, and I'm not, I'm not uh, castigating the, the Chicago police officer that took this young man's life. Because it was, it was a quick bang bang play, even though the young man had his hands up, um, you know. So you can see it from both sides with this one, but I, I just find it that people, um, I don't know, the empathy I think is missing to a certain degree, where I can I can see both sides of something. I think, and I think some people look at it where we're getting too soft, and you know what, you know, kids kill people too. You look at all these carjackings and situation like that, and that's true, you know. But it's still messed up that these kids kind of fall in between the cracks when it comes to um, the holes in society that can d d dredge you down and put you in these precarious situations. And that's kind of what I want people to think about. I'm not saying that this young man um, was a saint, but he was still 13. Listen, this, this kid is a year older than my son, my oldest child, which I keep forgetting that Kenton's 12. All right. This kid's 13 years old. You know what I'm saying? With the, with the, it took a bullet to the chest, or at least I believe the chest. Um, so, again, I'm not saying, man, you know what? He was out there. He deserved it. That's too far to me in general with anybody. You know what I'm saying? You can be an adult. And I will hope that if you know what I'm saying, you put your hands up, you you don't get hit. You know what I'm saying? That could be with anybody, you know. And again, I'm not blaming this cop. Um, every time a cop does something. Um, it, I, I don't want to see that. It, I don't want to come off and say like, you know, they just wrong. They're wrong. I mean, it's a hard situation to be in, but again, the kid had his hands up, but it was a, it was bang, bang. And I shouldn't use a sports analogy with something as serious as a, a man. 
a teenager, you could basically say a preteen. I mean, just think about a preteen uh, being shot. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm just I'm just trying to grasp um, how everybody kind of took it. And I wanted to ask you guys uh, your thoughts on the situation as far as a young man being killed, but also kind of uh, people's reaction to the situation. Well, for me, I think uh, when you're saying the lack of empathy, I'm really starting to feel that just overall. I mean, anything with gun violence in general, it seems like we're all just kind of like used to it. And now with police violence, it's starting to feel like we're just kind of getting used to it. And the empathy is just not there like it was before, because it's just like maybe people can't just constantly feel that empathy or want to feel that sadness. So they just maybe try to block it off so that they can live in ignorant bliss. I'm not sure, but. Uh, for me, it's just like, we really need to do something. Like, let's go. Like, what are we waiting on? I, I would love for our government, some politicians, some leaders, you know, we like actors and, you know, philanthropists and really rich people sometimes take causes on themselves when like leadership of government isn't doing anything. I, I'd love to see some more of that. Like, maybe let's try to cut down on this gun violence. And if police need more resources and things like that well let's get it done if they need less resources let's get it done i mean let's let's try to really actually figure out something and get it done because it seems like the more this keeps happening whether it's shootings in grocery stores or innocent people and maybe not necessarily right exactly uh, people just have their hands up like that should be you go to jail or you're in the back of a squad car not in the back of uh ambulance taken to the corner or something like that i mean it's just terrible and I, I really would love to see more empathy in general. And maybe that empathy would lead to a little bit more action. See it? I believe as an issue, we have become desensitized to violence because we see and hear about it every day. We can take it back to many, many years. And so I won't do that here, but I get the lack of apathy that you're talking about, Ken. Just. Uh, just look at our skin color. It's, it's not just a Chicago thing. It's, it's a nationwide society thing. If a 13-year-old if a black or brown kid is shot, oh, in the back of some people's minds, including people that look like us, not us personally, but people that look like us, oh, he deserved it wrong place one time or, or what have you without knowing the whole story. If a white kid does something, even he could do the worst crime in the world, he'll, he'll get sympathy. It depends on what the situation is, but if it's automatically a, a black and brown kid, uh, it all the stereotypes and the negative thoughts are turns up, turns up in, in many people's minds. Now, uh, how do we stop the shootings? It is I'm not going to sit here and say I have all the answers, answers because I don't, but I know people talk about gun laws this and gun laws that. Where has it gotten us? I'm just asking the question. Are they proposing any, Sid? Are they even doing any laws? I feel like it, it just doesn't matter. Like maybe I know we'll, people keep talking about it after all these shootings. We need stricter gun laws. Or, well, we need to go to Congress and do this. We need to go to Congress and do that. And it, it, I, I know nothing gets done overnight, but th this uh, epidemic keeps happening. And I don't know what else to do. We have to do something. I, I just don't have the answers. And I'm agreeing with you. Like, I'm just mm -hmm. trying to think, what are the gun laws that people like? Remember, was it Trump? Like, let's take off like the bump clip or something off assault rifles. Like, that's the last one I really remember. Like, they, it's like we we know it's a problem, and we don't want to do anything about it. Like, let's just just keep ignoring it. Just let it go. Let's focus on whatever else comes up in the media that we can focus in on. Like, yeah, there was a shooting, but uh, Afghanistan, we're pulling out. With with the police violence thing, though, you know, the two shootings this, just this week that are well documented here in the Midwest, like laws aren't going to change it unless we actually do say, OK, you can't confuse your taser for a gun because you only get the taser or the baton. That's it going to be like, you know, the UK police force where you don't get a firearms standard issue if you're a, a police officer. Uh, I think the best take the thing that resonated with we, me most about this this local situation. I think I woke up to it this morning. I still follow Man Batacola from back of the day with B and B. He he alluded to the fact he was out till two, one, two, three in the morning at thirteen, sometimes driving cars illegally uh, at that age. 
And there was no expectation and no one would have expectation that because they're doing something wrong and illegal like that, that they would be shot by the police. You know, they'd be, get tucked in, basically. So, I mean, I think there is a lack of empathy uh, specifically for black and brown kids, uh, very dehumanizing. Uh, I mean, the, the rhetoric that we talk about these things, even locally with the news, uh, says all you need to say. And it's been that way for years, you know. Um, I don't know how to change that because it's the, the, the language that the police force uses and that's the way that, you know, the nightly news and the reporting gets done. Uh, plays into this. I don't know how you get to the root of it, go back to zero to start responding to these things with a little bit more humanity. Yeah, and I'd love to see the end of that whole, like, what is he doing out till 3 a.m. thing? Like, mm -hmm. that's enough. That's enough of that kind of crap. Like, everybody does it. When you're in middle school, early high school, what are you doing? You're trying to get to bed at 10, 10 p.m. on a Friday night? Like, get out of here. I know, about? again, I, I was a kid that there'll be some times in Inglewood, there'll be some times in the PJs, there'll be some times, not as, probably less around my, my house, which I don't stay that far from, but even my house, I may come in if I was with my older brother and we were out running the streets with his friends, I may come in at 1, 1.30. You know, I, I've come in, oh, yeah. like my parents, unfortunately, they placed a lot. They they thought I was pretty responsible and they weren't on their shit sometimes, right? Where they should have, like, <laughs> my ass should have been in the house, right? And, I mean, you know, there were times where, again, I wasn't packing a gun. And I can't remember too many times, but I'm sure was, there was definitely some times where I was breaking the law. Um, So, I mean, I, like I said, I, and I wasn't a thug or anything like that growing up. So, I'm not even trying to come off like that. But if I'm a kid that is viewed at some parts as being, quote, unquote, a good kid, I was out there. You know right. what I'm saying? So like that's that's the thing. Like out and it would have been, you know, it, people would have said that about me. Like what the hell was he doing out there that late? My parents, I know my father would have been real upset with himself. Um if something would have happened to me during those times. Like damn, why was he out there that late? And he probably would have blamed himself for it knowing how how he was. Um and not to say again, my parents they they should have been more responsible when it came to that type of situation. Um but I like I said I was out there, man. So I, I feel sorry for this kid. I feel sorry for his family. I feel sorry for the facts that they didn't have control over this kid. I mean, the 13-year-old kid shouldn't be outside hanging out with some 20-year-old man. But that, and I'm, 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 I'm not dissing them. I'm because this is the type of shit that happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, Ken, for yeah. me, I snuck out of the house. There's nothing my yeah. mom could And you done. are, yeah, let's, I mean, a, 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 a point blank. Now listen, Ryan, I wasn't sneaking out the house. I just didn't come in <laughs> when I was supposed to come in. Or maybe Adam right? did. Maybe Adam. Yeah, you're, no, you're right. You're right. Had no you're, idea. You're right. You're totally right. We, I, I haven't heard anything about that situation. I, 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 what I've come to see from what Lori, Mayor Lori Lightfoot kind of pointed out, uh, it seems like she alluded to the family tried their darndest to get this kid off the streets. And it, the streets is a, is a powerful drug. Um, to say it for real. The streets is hard when you get the streets in you to let the streets go. Um, so that's just the thing. Look, reading some people's comments, and like sometimes we want to take such jabs. Um, you know, like I like to take jabs with like funny stuff or like clearly black Not and white situations. Stuff. Yeah, but no, I'll take it serious. Like if it's just like just apparently racist, I, I you know, but I also try to get the facts. Um, I try to get to the facts of what what happened because a lot of this with the uh, the state's attorney that came out and, and said that the boy had the gun in his hand when he turned around um and that alluded to that's being the reason the cop shot him um to the video coming out showing highlighting that when he's when he turned around his hands were behind his back that it, it seems apparent the gun was still in his hands then so he dropped it when he went up like that um i'll say this much um and i saw this young lady say this this is for cops uh, everybody wants to get home i think that's how we let off the, the show that david show this week everybody wants to get home um, so, you know, the police officer wants to get home. Definitely that young man wants to get home, but you signed up for that responsibility for the police officer. I'm not knocking police because I want to say this. If that young man turned around and the police officer had put his hands up, but let's just say he had the gun, but the police officer didn't necessarily recognize it right away. And he shot that police officer. That police officer would feel stupid as hell for not shooting that young man. I, I want to point that, that point out. 
Um, but the, the, the truth is he didn't have the gun in his hand when he put his hands up, you know? And I mean, that's, that's just the truth of the matter. He, the, the young man, and I'll say this too, and this isn't coming down on Adam Toledo. I'm um, Toledo. Um, I said this because I've seen a lot of, uh, uh, some black kids doing this. I'm not trying to do it through racial lines, but black and brown kids need to pay attention to this. You have to be demonstrative. And I mean that in a positive sense, when you're surrendering yourself to the police, you can't half ass do it. You got to get down, say what you're doing and point it out. Like, I don't think they train these kids. I remember my grammar school teachers telling us to look out for officer friendly, like officer friendly are playing a gun on you. They used to teach us this in black Catholic grammar school, right? Like, Hey, watch out. This is what our teachers used to tell, especially us boys. Like, Hey, watch out. I remember seeing, and I know me and D used to always talk about this. It was, I think it may have been in India. I don't know where it was, but this came out like seven, eight years ago. It was a young man at a gas station and it was a traffic stop. And he, the young man gets out the car. The cop has the gun on the young man. The cops ask him to get his, his ID or his registration. The young man right turns around, dives back into the car, right? The cop plugs him like six times. The young man's like, why did you shoot? He, uh, I think the young man said, why did you shoot me? Or the, and the cop, I forgot what, what what happened, but the young man said, I was getting my license and registration, like you said. How I grew up, you knew damn well not to do that because these motherfuckers will plug your ass. The last thing you want to do is make any quick movements around a cop with a pistol. And I'm just saying that for everybody. If you listen, give give it up. All right, I tossed the gun. You know, like I, I'm, and I'm being honest. You because that that gentleman does not know. All right. Just so if if you're caught in that situation, be clear with your actions. Don't have this isn't time to be coy. This is time to be like, hey, I'm surrendering myself. All right. Like make it apparent. Uh, be demonstrative with with with, with your giddy up. All right. I, I just want to point that out. But I just thought it was an um, unfortunate situation. And um, I just wanted to don't want to lead off the show. Um, hopefully with everyone involved in that situation, um, they can. I don't know get some sense of relief down the road, I, I guess I should say, because no, there's nothing good right now coming from that young man's death and that officer taking that young man's life. All right. On a lighter note, the Pentagon officials, this is from the HuffPost, have confirmed that leaked photos or videos of an unidentified aerial phenomena uh, were real captured in 2019 by a Navy pilot. The identity of the triangle or pyramid-shaped aerial object remains a mystery. The Defense Department isn't sharing what it knows. The photos and videos were first published by Mystery Wire and Extraordinary Beliefs website. The objects were photographed zipping over the USS Russell off San Diego in 2019, July, according to investigating filmmaker Jeremy Corbel. Photos of three unidentified flying objects reportedly taken in March of that year, one spherical, another acorn shape, and one described as a metallic blimp, were also taken by the Navy uh, personnel. Uh, the Pentagon spokesperson Susan Go told CNN, "Ryan, uh, let's see that beautiful uh, footage of that alien aircraft." <laughs> Meantime, UFO sightings in New York have nearly doubled since the pandemic began, and we are getting new video from the Navy showing pyramid-shaped objects flying in the sky. Brian Yenis is live for us in Brooklyn, New York. Brian, good morning. Trace, good morning. This extraordinary video and images of unidentified flying objects or UFOs were leaked to investigative reporter Jeremy Corbell and investigative reporter George Knapp. This night vision video purportedly shows three pyramid-shaped UFOs flying over the USS Russell off the coast of California in July of 2019. At one point, these UFOs reportedly hovered just 700 feet above the tail of the Navy destroyer, making, quote, extraordinary maneuvers. Now, Corbell says the unclassified video is part of a classified government report intended to educate officials about unidentified crafts flying over restricted airspace. These cell phone photos taken by a FA-18 pilot in March of 2019 show three different unidentified aircrafts off the coast of Oceania, including two UFOs dubbed the Metallic Blimp and another called the Sphere. A Department of Defense spokesperson said, quote, I 
I can confirm that the referenced photos and videos were taken by Navy personnel. The Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force has included these incidents in their ongoing examinations. However, the Pentagon was unwilling to confirm these three photos, which Corbell says came from the USS Omaha, showing a UFO diving into the ocean and disappearing. All right. First of all, that lady uh, that was behind that reporter with the baby, wouldn't it be funny if the UFO just picked her ass up and the baby, right when she's reporting it, <laughs> that shit is real in the moment. All right. Uh, real quick, because I'm I, I, I unfortunately find myself in the past, not as much now, falling down alien astronaut theorists, which I love these people. <laughs> Rabbit holes, right? Because one, they black people can never build nothing with these people, right? Like, how did they stack these blocks on top of you? <laughs> yes. But um, but listen, all right, two things. Now, I, I can only one that metallic blimp is just a blimp. All right, let's stop. That's a blimp. All right, but two, the uh, the the the, the pyramid shaped one. I, anytime on those alien shows, they show the pyramid shaped ones. It's like. Uh, alien ship from like the 60s or 70s like what's this old like that's that is not futuristic all right whatever like that's like somebody's deuce in the quarter alien ship or something <laughs> right like who stole their granddaddy's aliens <laughs> but, look, but the thing is this that one click i think what they're kind of let us know and this is my opinion this is just old weapons that they got they finally gonna let that old buddy out the the the, the pyramid shape one because why do this is the thing too why do alien ships need to have a flashing light to let other planes and stuff know where it's at like, why was it flat? Like, you're on out of space. You ain't, why? That makes no, like, why did it had a flashing light like an airplane on it, right? Like, just to let you know, like, why is that, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's just some old KGB weapon or something, right? This just pop. That's my theory. But I, I want to find out what you all think. And yes, we all believe, I think we all believe that there are aliens out there, but I don't think they was riding them jokes right there. I thought I was watching an old HD version of the Gulf War clips from 91. I'm Good point, saying. Sydney. Good point, Sydney. It <laughs> did look like that. Lights. Right, right before they went from Desert Shield to Desert Storm. Like right. Just, right, right. <laughs> Where's yeah. your first crop when you need them? <laughs> the thing for me was I was like, wait, we got the fighter pilot with his cell phone? <laughs> Why is this not hands free? Like, <laughs> time out. Time out. Hold on. I know it's been a long time. I know they didn't have, uh, you know, cell phones back with Goose and, uh, why can't I think of it now? From, uh, oh, yeah. From yeah, it's Maverick. going like Goose and Maverick are out there, but seriously, like, there's got to be a co-pilot with like an actual camera slash <laughs> what are you doing with your fighter pilot like he's gonna crash into somebody's home and it was subdivision in like you know i don't know i can't think of a good san diego suburb but at the, at the minute to, to say that they're just gonna like go right into the roof but why a cell phone photo when you're a U united states air force pilot that should be i think no, no off limits right am i crazy oh. I don't know. I don't know, Jason. I think it may be your Jason, you haven't Listen. seen the TikToks then of all the <laughs> No, I have not. I have not seen the TikToks from the cockpit. Emphasis on the cockpit. You got yes. some work to do, my friend. You got some homework. <laughs> you know, funny enough, we had some fighter jets flying over this morning. Those things are insanely loud. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. It was like because I live right by an airport and there's planes flying in all the time. It was at least 10 times louder than any jumbo jet flying in there that Southwest has. But um, yeah, I, uh, I'm starting to really believe in this UFO thing. I really am. I'm starting to think it's a men in black situation going on here. Those you got to him, guys. The no, desert not, has no, got to him. Exactly. There's a mounting mounting evidence of these things no it's not listen i think we all believe in ufos right right but i mean technically those are ufos for us because we can't identify them i yeah. think the government knows what those weapons or investigation whatever yeah, i don't think your theory's wrong yeah, that's. I still think they're UFOs. I don't think they just picked them up on there. Now they didn't show us live footage of whatever they said dip down into the ocean. All right, they didn't. Now I would have loved to see that, but like the the, the I'm gonna definitely the 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 metallic blimp. You're telling me the Blink One Eighty Two Tom. I'm forgetting his last name. Those UFO videos did nothing for you either. 
I believe they're UFO. I think the triangle one is a, a, a is a um is from this planet. All right, like that. I've always thought that it, it's not sophisticated. See, like alien is your argument though is we uh-huh. can't. If it, let's pretend it is alien technology for a minute. Let's just mm-hmm. assume that. If it's flashing, we have no idea why it would be flashing. Like we think it would be like a radar thing. What if it's like a sensor thing that's compiling data or something like that? How do we know? Wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. So aliens that can, can transverse the galaxy right. would need to, for their sensor to work. It How would do have we to know flash. that the metal? I'll let you know. <laughs> is so shiny that a little bit of night sight came off of it and blinked off of it. How do we know? So wait, wait. The, the, again, something that, that flies through the darkness so, of space. And then the other thing is, so if a ship comes down and flashes light, Ken's just like, dumbass alien technology. <laughs> it's even allowed to flash light. It's got to do something better than that. Wait, what wait, if it's wait. doing something, but because they're from a different like dimension or galaxy with totally different natural laws, that to us it comes off as light when it's something totally different. Wait, now the alien ship is going to have to check with the flight tower when they're landing to be like, hey, guys, is that clear? Are, you, are we clear to land? That's my problem with what you're saying. If it blinks like, oh, that's right. I'm just I'm saying, like, that's what you're saying. saying. Like, we, hey, guys, is, is it clear oh, to land right now? What a piece of shit. This is dumb. <laughs> I, 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 since, since Ryan's gone deep down the well of being a believer, I will go in. Uh, uh, being a believer? That's, see, now we're throwing me way it, Into the denial phase. Not that there is not life out there on other planets but i very much believe in the like philosophical principle that uh for a, like intelligent space traveling societies and civilizations the inherent tragedy is that we we won't ever make contacts with each other uh based on the vastness of space and also you know the the temporal nature of life so I think it's out there. We might find some microscopic stuff, but we're not going to have conversations with little gray men anytime soon. I don't think. Yeah, I think all of these are just secret weapons. By the way, they are all terrestrial. <laughs> well, we all know, exactly like hundred percent that there's microscopic bacteria somewhere right. out there. Mm-hmm. We all know that. So why is it so impossible to believe that there is way more advanced than microscopic? No, we believe, no, we, no, no, we we believe cross, that. Yeah, it's out there. We are just yeah. so then why is it millions so of light years apart? Because space is so grand that they could like what if they have wormholes? How do we know that they don't have that? And you just cut through the entireness of space. I'm not with the, fly, with the, the possibility. I'm not disputing the possibility. Turn on the wormhole openers. Start flexing that shit. See? You're ridiculing it. You don't think it's even possible. I'm not disputing the possibility of making contact with another advanced civilization. Did you hear that? What I'm saying is. Did you hear that? When it started backing up, how it lets you know and it's backing up. There's bacteria, but there's no way there's a goddamn wormhole that hold they're on, coming hold through. Hold on, I'm trying to, I'm trying to back this bitch right. up to Officer Turner real quick. Sound on top of that. <laughs> with the flash. Oh, that's totally fake. Odds are against. Odds are against. Even if two advanced civilizations exist on op, on different planets, well, what are odds the, are against that we ever cross paths. Because one of, in a million are bad odds, and then one in a hundred are bad odds. What are it's the odds? like one in a trillion, man. It's See? like they, they, the universe is infinite, so man. Impossible. So oh, impossible. I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm going with this. Is what I was trying to say, Jason, that it's terrestrial, as you implied. Yes. Let's think about it like this. We never talk about secret weapons. So, like all these people with money, Saudi Arabia may have. Uh, China may have, you know, we always think it's just us and Russia. There's a lot of other people wanting to know our weapons capabilities. People all right? also get off on all this stuff of like what weapons the Nazis had. That was 70 effing years ago now. Like we get some of these documentaries about Soviet technology. That's been 30, 35 years ago. Exactly. I, think, I think we're going too far. Like we're talking like no one's saying it can't be weapons from earth i'm saying why is it so insanely ridiculous to think that that is even a remote possibility 
because of how they look. They look technology. Yes, technology. How do we know what the light and the thing is doing? If We're the technology, if the technology isn't at least as good as things in Star Wars and Star wait, Trek, wait, then that on. shit is bull yeah, crap. <laughs> when did you guys go on a spaceship so that you have this frame of reference? Like, oh, trust me, I've been when I was one, abducted. Right? If Oscar wouldn't fly in it, it's not good enough to be alien. (laughs) The anal probing, by the way. Fantastic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wow. Listen, you know, do you have the History Channel down there, Ryan? (laughs) <laughs> Friday, that. listen, oh, Friday, because Friday and Saturday is your, is your day. Today's your day. <laughs> All right. I would that trust was- aliens coming here more than the History Channel. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> that ancient aliens guy's got a word or two for you. I would trust aliens before I'd watch ancient aliens. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, listen, they have your ship on there every week, your little triangle ship. All right. With the light and, in the middle of it. Listen, and then they talk about the, the one triangle. that you and Jason went to. I had no idea you already went on one. So you knew that blinking lights oh. isn't even on aliens. Listen, I didn't know how futuristic, I didn't know uh, for less fluorescent light bulbs was so futuristic until we started doing right. this. I didn't know that either until you guys went on that ship. I'm waiting for Ryan to tell me that the wormhole exit. Did you guys go sailing on the Pacific again that you saw that? I forgot. I'm just waiting for Ryan to tell me, tell us that uh, you know the exit ramp for the wormhole of the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> oh yeah, oh for sure, for sure. <laughs> I thought that was the last where you guys went and you saw the ship, so you guys oh must know. Oh, listen, I'll say this to you, Ryan. If you think the government would let us know that, right? <laughs> like, the only reason they're telling us that shit is because that shit's about to drop sooner or later. It's like a preview. That's all it's it was. Just like, like with the, it's just like with Chicago and the police tape. Like, honestly, they only let it out when something else is going to happen. So, right. but see, you're, you're saying, okay, if, again, this isn't the odds on thing. I'm just talking about a potential theory here. And you guys are just trying to disprove me, like no, I you're, not listen, you're not listening. You're not listening. Listen, listen to listen. my okay. thing. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Let him put his tinfoil hat on. And, and, and you guys aren't even going to allow this possibility. I'm not going to say. I'm listening. I'm listening. Please no, you're not. All right. If we are going to assume that this is a possibility that there's actually aliens, because if you're going to say there's no aliens, then nothing about what I'm going to say afterwards even can be remotely possible, right? So we have to assume that it's somewhat real. What if the Pentagon doesn't have control over this? If something that advanced came here, they could put pressure on the Pentagon to release this stuff. Okay, so that's not a bad one. First of all, all of us believe that there's aliens out there. I don't know why you keep going to... We no, no, believe no. that. We just think that Earth, that shit. The one yeah, on Earth. Earth. That's all I'm talking about. Not talking I, about I just think that that, 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 that low-tech... I don't believe that that right there is uh, uh, is is, is, is Who are you, sir? Let me see that alien ship you designed. Who are you, sir? Wait, wait, wait. That Where shit would that have to come. Rocket? That shit would have to come from like Mars. You've all right, that's, not, that's as far much. as that little. That, that little the rocket scientists too much. Right, right. It had, it had a flashing light on that bitch. Right. All right. How do we know it's had a flashing light? It flashlight. What if it caught light? Oh, okay, okay, sure. Is, did right. he just start rapping? I don't even what know what the fuck is like. What if it caught light? Like, I don't know what happened. He said, "No, he said, he I know. I'm just messing with him. I just want." Wow! Wow! This was—you better cut this, you cut this segment out. Open your mind for this kind of. How we're saying we believe it, but that shit looks. No, no, no. All we're saying is that you shit believe looks that janky. there's a piece of bacteria 300 million miles. No, away. I believe both. I believe we will come in contact with bacteria on one of these close planets. All right, and I also believe there's intelligent life forms. Somewhere yeah. out in the ether. I just yeah, don't I believe, believe that there's shit. like a space Atlantis, but I don't think we're gonna see him. Not in our lifetime. No. And you know how we know. I think we can see him. You know how we would know because they would preview that bitch. They would they would start giving us like hey, it looks like, like we may have we found space been Atlantis. Out radio signals and television signals all this time. It is definitely possible that an intelligent being could have picked that up. Oh, you know those radio signals are just wand. Anyway. We've sent out satellites. Sent out <laughs> oh, spoiler alert! Sorry. The edges of the galaxy. If something's there, they could have picked it up. 
Wow. All right. Moving on. Uh, this is from People. Uh, thousands of Black Panther fans are petitioning to recast Chadwick Boseman as King T'Challa in the upcoming Marvel sequels out of respect of the, for the late actor's work on the character and to honor the hero's legacy. A uh, petition was posted on change.org by uh, E-Man's Movie Reviews to outline a uh, call to action. What's up, everybody? It's me, E-Man, from E-Man's Movie Reviews. After the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman, Marvel Studios has announced that they are not going to recast the character of T'Challa within the Black Panther franchise. Because of this, there's a strong likelihood that they will kill his character off screen. While it's understandable that they feel that they are doing the right thing to honor the memory of Chadwick Boseman, I believe that a better way to honor him is to actually recast the role. The calls to action are very simple. Sign the petition, share it, and use the hashtag RecastTachala on social media platforms like Twitter so that way we can really make our voices heard with Marvel Studios and President Kevin Foggy. Now to be clear, this petition is not a call to immediately recast the role. I believe that anyone that has been impacted by the passing of Chadwick Boseman deserves the time to heal before we make any definitive decisions with the role. I should also mention that this call is not about the mantle of Black Panther. Let me say that again. This has absolutely nothing to do with who's going to be the next Black Panther or who should wear the mantle of Black Panther. This is about allowing the character of T'Challa to continue the same way he has always existed for the 55 years worth of stories in the comics. This is about giving the role of T'Challa the same luxury to add on to his legacy the same way other popular superheroes have done for decades. The typical reason why we see a lot of these characters recast is because they're deemed too important to lose or to forget about. Even though this situation is not the exact same, it still is not a reason to stop the portrayal of T'Challa. Because um, Listen, I think I said it on here months back. I think they should recast that character. I think it's too important <coughs> Excuse me, to let um, the Black Panther go. Um, you you saw just from the box office numbers of how important it was uh, me being black. Um, it, listen, it's it, it it was powerful. That was still it may not be uh, it may not be the greatest Marvel movie, but it's it's it, it's my favorite or it's my second favorite, I believe. Maybe Endgame is my now my favorite. Um, but I loved Black Panther. I love the color. I would hate to um, see that character go. And as that person right there was saying, because we know in the comic book, Siri picks up the mantle at some point that he's not saying that you still can't go along with the storyline of having Siri, the Black Panther's sister, if you don't know, uh, pick up the mantle. <clears throat> but down the line, you need to bring in someone else to replace Chadwick Boseman. I believe uh, later on in that article, it goes on to say uh, uh, Ryan Coolier was saying that, uh, you know, uh, that Chadwick Boseman would want that role. Everyone was basically saying he probably would want that role to keep going because he was about the collective. Um, so I, I personally would love to see it recast. I think that's I'll say this. That's a huge, huge pair of boots to fill uh, behind Chadwick Boseman. So it, it, it needs you need to be careful with who you recast it with. <clears throat> One person that I thought thought about, he's already showed up in the Marvel Universe. Uh, can't remember. I forget this actor's name. It's a gentleman from uh, 12 Years a Slave that was in uh, Doctor Strange. Um, have, have, uh, Jason and Ryan, is have he you the, seen Doctor Strange? He was the I one that was like... The slave? Uh, yeah, the, 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 main, the main character from 12 Years a Slave. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's I, I, I would, he's a very good actor. Uh, he was also in a movie where it was like about like the typhoon and uh, Fiji. It was really good. It came out like about 10 years ago. Um, you know, I'm trying to remember. There's one movie like on the tip of my tongue that he was. Terrific. I can't remember. But uh, he, he was a person that I thought after Chadwick Boseman passed, I was like, you know, he's a strong enough actor. It's a little, little too light skinned, though, but he's a strong enough actor. Darky him up a tad bit. He's a. <laughs> oh, he's a oh. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, but he, he's strong enough that I feel that he could. He could he could fill that those shoes because that's a huge role behind Chadwick Boseman. But I believe you can't let Ch uh, Black Panther die. With, uh, unfortunately, I hate to say it alone with Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. I, I think you have to reprise that character uh, down the line. Yeah, reprise the character. I'm with you, Ken. I think 
recasting another black man to play Black Panther is going to make those shoes so hard, I think, to fill. I think the natural is Siri. Let her take over. She's a great actress. It's natural within the comics. It would be just great to see, I think, in general, like we've been trying to bring in more women as kind of the main superhero characters like Captain Marvel, for example. This is a really natural one. It's like perfectly well built already within the movies and the comics. I think she would be the ultimate choice. But I guess if you wanted to just recast it and have someone else that's a really good choice. I'd have to really think about that, though. Who would? Because you're right. You would have to have some acting chops and really be able to have the presence and command of that character to pl- pull that off, especially <laughs> after Chadwick. Yeah, listen, there's a bunch of black British actors waiting to take some jobs over here. Uh, they can probably fill that role. I could <laughs> name a, a few from a sh- couple of shows. The, the dude, the lead actor in Lupin. Um, who else? Uh, it's a and he's not British, I think he's French. Um, but uh, listen a- again, I think you should go through Siri first, Ryan. But I think you do down the line need to have a dude back, a black male, uh, black in that character because I mean, that this is black, like, sure. like the like the E man said, these other characters they got new, they had new people playing. Listen, I know I, I hate to say this, I know he wouldn't play Superman anymore because that franchise at that point had died. But like at, when Christopher Reeves was unfortunately paralyzed, we were kind of like, damn, one, it was because Superman in our mind was was paralyzing, put in that situation. But you you kept you, they still made more Superman movies down the line. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel that they should. Well, I, I agree with you. I think it worked perfectly. Like Siri, if she took over, that actress isn't going to play Black Panther forever. She's going right. to want to hang it up just like Captain America. And then you go right there. Ooh, ooh, how, how many people have seen uh, this last episode of uh, Winter Soldier? Uh, Falcon. Uh, ooh, okay. Oh, so, y'all gotta, listen, we do a show on the weekend. You got to be current, guys. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't watch all this stuff. So yeah, yell I'm at them, man. You always yell at me for not being current. Go I, yell at them. I got on WandaVision, but I got to I got to like what I the Winter Soldier doesn't. No, you guys can tell me about oh, it. Oh no, you no no. you will enjoy this. That it's um the dichotomy of race. The, I, because of the stuff that's happened in the last year, Hollywood loves to take advantage of and be like, now let's use this race stuff, boy. Yeah, uh, but how Academy set the world on fire with their latest race episode. So it 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 it, um, it it's it that that episode was pretty pretty dope. Um, you, you mind if I spoil it? Anybody? You guys aren't gonna care about me spoiling it, do you? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go. Ahead. All right. So, <clears throat> um, U.S. agent. All right. That's 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 who this guy's gonna become. Uh, at one point, replaced Captain America in the comic book back forty years, thirty or forty years ago. Um, he, so this dude that's playing this, this takes Cap's mantle. He ended up getting his hands on some super serum and super serum is like a uh, billion dollars. It only makes you more of who you truly are. So he has a little murder streak in him and he killed a man. All right. <laughs> and it was in front of, in front of a bunch of people. Right. So now Falcon gave up the shield because he, it was too much of a mantle for him. He didn't feel like he should step into that mantle. He donated it. Now, when he donated it to like the Smithsonian, he didn't expect that they were going to take the shield and give it to and make another Captain America. He didn't expect that, right? And the dude that took it from him was like, you're doing the right thing, right? He basically spun him like, yeah, we, you know, the shield needs to be have a home. But he didn't mean it. But as long as the home's not on your black ass arm, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand your face. But um, Oh, my God. So so anyway. It was so, a descendant of Robert E. Lee, we find out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, it, so uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier ended up fighting this the, the, the fake cap or whatever, uh, getting the shield back from him. And Falcon takes the shield um, to this guy, this old man that he found that was part of the super soldier program, but the government locked his ass up for 30 years, right? So he takes it to him, and the old man's like, man, I know you better not bring that shield here, to, you know what I'm saying? And, but he then goes to tell him, like, that shield, uh, no black man should even want to have that shield because of the, the, the convoluted history behind it between racism and, and uh, what America supposed to really truly stands for. And so you see in Falcon now, it's kind of like a watershed moment for Falcon to kind of really 
pay attention to how racist the world is in a way because he's a military man and he hasn't, you know, he knows there's racism, but he hasn't really focused in on the racism as, as, as he wants to please the man. Um, so that, that so that's what why on our text thread, the guys were like, man, yeah, this one was pretty good. And the actor that plays him, um, I forget the gentleman's name. It's on our text thread. We've all seen him in a ton of movies or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it was just, it was a really good episode about race in America. Um, so that's why everybody on our text thread was, was commenting on it. Just to backtrack to what we started with, with the Black Panther uh, question for you, but first, so people don't have to look it up if they haven't already Googled it. Uh, the actor you're talking, or we're talking about was Chiwetel Ejiofor, four, who yeah. is British and 43. I don't know if that affects anything with this. We age. don't care. He's It'll be, probably it. the right spot. Yeah, right, Black Term <laughs> Crack, is that what you're going for? You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, because I, what, what would we say? Yeah, I, that's a good point though, because you would think you would think that uh, Chadwick Boseman's character was probably what our oldest thirty, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just because I mean, if how lucky like his father is like thirty, maybe max, maybe, maybe, maybe. So yeah, we could get down. To, we could but get the, down the, about thirty-seven. The question for this would be: Is does the multiverse actually help? I don't know Marvel well. But how? Well, good point. But the problem is, everybody in the multiverse. Well, it, it can, because you may end up being in a, it may be a female in another. I guess you could say that. But usually in the multiverse, it's that person. They're just in a different dimension. So they're or, not you know, different. They're not. Like, you don't even look like me. Yeah. Well, it's usually slight differences. He'll start looking like you. You so light. Like it's <laughs> like the Spider Verse. Did you see that, Jason? Like that's that's what like the multiverse is usually like. Like you it's the same person, you, but it's just slightly wait, different. Did you see the Spider Verse, Jason? No, it was, that oh. is actually one that's on the list. I just haven't gotten to it's it yet. On the, list. on the list back in 2018, too. Yeah, just I got a lot of. I got this new French. I got this new French movie I'm waiting to see. So I'll get back to that Spider Verse. You guys, I'll put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, hey man, girl, I'm finishing Clone Wars so I can watch Bad Batch right away. That's does my priority. Wait, does the girlfriend like Marvel? Oh, she's kind of like me, where she's like, I haven't seen all of this stuff, and I got people telling me things, and I'm like, yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> I figure she, she didn't. I figure because if she did, Joe has to be caught up on all this shit. You, <laughs> you, you come here. Did you see? Did you see what a soldier? <laughs> she is the one. She is the one who put me over the top that I needed to prioritize watching WandaVision as soon as I did. I was gonna like wait and watch it all at once, but instead I binge like six episodes. No, wait, it was six episodes. I think I watched like three right in a row, and then was like. <gasps> Listen, I'll tell you this, and you should live by it. In Marvel, we trust. Like these, <laughs> these shows they're putting out. They're this isn't Wandavision, but it's quality. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's quite, and it's not. They're not tiptoeing around shit like they used to back in the days. But again, it's because hey, racism sells or social justice sells. I guess I should say. So yeah, uh, yeah it's it's quality. Speaking about justice, <laughs> this is out of the Indy Star. A girls' travel basketball game in Westfield took a violent turn when a mid-court brawl broke out among a referee, a player, and several spectators. That ended with the team being ejected from the tournament. The altercation occurred over the weekend at the Prime Midwest event at the uh, Pacers Athletic Center during a game between the Baylor basketball and the Indiana Elite. Baylor trailed 34-12 with 16 seconds left in the first quarter when his coach began arguing with the referee over a call. A technical foul was called on Baylor's coach, and, and she picked the coach picked up her bag to lead the game. Her players on the team and staff moved to lead the court. Meanwhile, the referee continued to make it uh, – make his case with uh, the team as a spectator appeared within feet of the referee taking a video in the referee's face.
little girl like just punching him when he flipped him. Luke totally <laughs> swung at that little girl too. I'm not even gonna be. I don't believe you. I don't hit women. I don't believe in hitting women. At that moment, everybody, their mama was coming for that. I don't think he. I'm not saying that that he he didn't deserve it. Right, right. If that listen at that point, you can't just let anybody get you. (laughs) Whoa, you got to at least push your way. Their mama's coming to hit you. Like you're just swinging just to stay up. Did you see that little girl? Been fighting a long time. If you know any hood sisters, <laughs> right? Like the rock with shoulders. Like, listen, that right there was tasty to say the least. And then he flipped him. Ooh, she <laughs> went down on the ribs after oh, he flipped him. Did oh. you see that? <laughs> yes, I, she 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 got her some more in right there. Listen, you that's tell she grew up with some siblings in her in her house. I'm talking about the little kid. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That squad goes <laughs> right there. Woo, wee, dude. I listen. I know what to getting flipped like that. That referee had to wake up sore the next day after that one. It's not hardwood, man. It's not hardwood. Yeah, hardwood. Oh, and them, they was beating on you. Let me tell you, these blacks was fucking me up. <laughs> Can't stand these motherfuckers. No good. Do we know what precipitated That's all of this? Them up. Like, oh, I know well, we listen, gave listen. a technical, but was there something said? Something real quick. You know, shout racist. out, shout out, shout out to Ryan for getting the clearest video I've found of that incident because every time I tried to enlarge it, it looked terrible. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the ones that Brian had sent me had like somebody that was announcing it. No, I heard he was that like, one. That's the one. Oh yeah, and he was like, yeah. "Look at how he switches how to do with the camera. Switches hands from he had the camera in his right <laughs> hand. After do swung for he put it in his left. Then he hit do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "Look at I forgot what he called the young lady, but he was like, oh, check it out.' Then he's like, "Let's replay this right here like that." Listen, good job on that one, Ryan. Uh, no, uh, Jason, on that video, that's what I was about to say. You can hear, I believe the guy with the camera is calling the referee racist as fuck. You know what I'm oh. saying? I believe that's what he keeps saying, like, you racist, you racist as fuck. Uh, and dude, my base was like, get the fuck up out of here. Right? <laughs> with as <laughs> amped up as everybody was, I got to believe the evidence shows that there probably was something to that. I'm not saying definitively, but... Everybody's pretty riled up at that you know point. How, you know how passionate Indiana gets about their basketball. True. I say this to the ref, man. You got to know when you got to know when to hold them. <laughs> right. You got to know when to hot sell it about it. Listen, and I, I, when I, not I, to slap somebody that's filming you right in oh, front yeah. of you. Like Especially. the man who got hit by Aaron Donald. Like maybe don't pick that fight. Wait, wait, stop. Because we saw some new footage came out yesterday on Aaron Donald. Now, we didn't see what, what caused the fight. Well, okay. we saw Aaron, Aaron Donald was breaking up the fight. Aaron oh, okay. Donald was – Aaron now? Donald – you say what? Did you see the latest development? No. I didn't, this was yesterday. The attorney new... of the person that got hit by Aaron Donald admitted now that it wasn't Aaron Donald's fault. The guy okay, attacked yeah. Aaron Donald. But then he still hit him. Did he still give him a black eye, though? That's what I'm – that's the only – that's the important part of this story. I don't know. I don't know. But I know yesterday I saw footage of the – like, I, I, I take it these were Aaron Donald's for friends – they were they was dropping those fifth four D's on them, all right, as you <laughs> the ghetto boys once said. Uh and listen, they was they was stomping and kicking dude, and Aaron Donald comes across and he pushes them all off a of dude. And oh, then the crazy one of those. Yeah, no, but he came through like he cleared the space, Jason. Like <laughs> it's Aaron Donald. He comes yeah, 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 yeah. he clears the space. Like he gets them like three feet away from dude. And then one of his friends that he moves grabs Aaron Donald and flips him to get Aaron Donald further away from the incident. Then one of the friends, I don't know if he moved him away far enough or he either comes back or he didn't move far enough. He kicks the dude and then he walks away. <laughs> okay. Hey, you got to be careful. Again, with streets, same, same lesson though. Know who you're with. Dude, I remember sometimes being in Atlanta, right? And this is, this is during the throw them bows era, right? And I'm saying, like, you're in a club with your drink. And I'm like, man. And listen, you know what I'm like, I'm one of those people, like, if I go to the club with you guys, at one point, I may dip, dip off by myself just to get the vibe, check out the club or whatever, whatever. You know, let myself know I don't have to always be alone, somebody to feel uh, comfortable. You know, I kind of put myself in that situation, right? So I'm in the club, 
And these fools, even the girls, but these fools are throwing bowls crazy, right? And I'm like, man, if a motherfucker knock my drink down, I got to do something. But I'm like, dude, you out of town. You don't know who in here knows who. They are going to fuck you up, right? <laughs> but I mean, still, it's like, what? Good I'm thought sure process. My, yes, good thought process. Do you yeah, remember? I mean, sorry. No, what, what did you say, right? Do you remember that video set in the chat of that, like, those two Ohio State football players in like the bathroom, and the they like pick a fight with those two oh, dudes, yeah. MMA, like, MMA guys for like yeah, years dude. and just beat that ass. Oh, dude almost <laughs> lost his eye or something. Like right, like dude was getting hit like yeah. crazy now. You might not be able to have a b- proper scout room report, but like, come on, use some context clues and some common sense when you're starting something. Yeah, you better listen. You better know body language and be like, "Oh, wait, that's one of the motherfuckers you're not supposed to fuck with." Right? <laughs> yeah, right. A, mm, you have a strange "don't fuck with me" vibe about, yeah. about you. You should be backing down to me about now, and you are not. Listen, I, listen. So wait, wait, wait. It's funny. So I thought about this. I was like, so Ken, if you're in the club and Aaron Donald, because one of the things when it first came out, people was like, Aaron Donald took dude's bottle or something. That was one. Well, that was one of the things on social media, right? I was like, if Aaron Donald took your bottle, what would you do? And I was like, man, at this age right now, hopefully I'll be like, shit, just let it go, kid. Right? Like, but I'm Aaron Donald. He's three hundred pounds. You ain't gonna beat him. him What options do you have after letting it go? It depends. Now, is he by himself? Do I see the crew is with him? Uh, Let's say by himself. I'm gonna I'm gonna break a chair over that motherfucker's back. (laughs) (laughs) That might not be enough. That's true. That might not be enough. I may not, but listen, by then y'all better be jumping this motherfucker. I was gonna say you better be running, and other people better be running towards you. By that time, I hope, this, I hope, I hope if that wasn't the, the siren, uh, the bad signal to come out. Yeah. Let's get this motherfucker. Right. What if the crew's there? If the crew's there, he got that. He got yeah. that. He got that. He got, I mean, because listen, from what I saw. One of those dudes was big enough to slightly pick Aaron Donald up, maybe, but to wrench him away and turn him up. You know how big you have to be to be as strong to do that to Aaron Donald? So he was when he's in that mode, like he's not going to be moving. This is like football, Aaron Donald. He's ready to be fighting back. He's not like it's going to be like, oh, let's easily move you. Like, no, (laughs) he's going to be like, get the fuck out of my way. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sid, what would you do? I ain't He's messing with Aaron Donald. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not Sydney messing with Brown? that man. He would I'm not messing with that woman. man. Now, now, if he, he tried to provoke me into something, that's different. But <laughs> I ain't messing with that man. So you said <laughs> Aaron Donald. Not a fighter. So if, if you're in a club, Sydney, and Aaron Donald comes and takes your bottle, you're going to just let him take it? No, I, if he takes the bottle and he doesn't touch me physically, you can have it. Now, if he starts pushing me or whatever, I have the right to defend myself. Then it's oh, on. Oh. All right, I got a better one. I got a better one. I know this isn't the close and near dead to your heart. You have been dating the sexiest white woman you ever got your hands on <laughs> for two months, Sydney. For two months, I'm not gonna say like. So y'all haven't been together forever, and y'all, y'all like y'all not together together, but you know, like in your in your head, Sydney, y'all together, right? And, and like, no, she's the like, one. Yeah, like y'all have had sex and stuff like that, but you know, y'all still feeling each other out. Right. And he comes in right in front of you and he starts macking her down like you're not there. What you gonna do? I'm stepping in and whatever happens, happens. Woo! <laughs> I knew I could get I'm it. not saying I, I don't want to go to jail, but something to get me. prayer for Sydney Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, a drink is, is a drink is one thing, but my white woman, Sydney Brown, will not take that. He'd be like, Sydney Brown, have all the drinks he'd like. <laughs> This is about to be some Sydney Brown. This, even though it's not true, this is about to be some black on black crime up in here. <laughs> I like the fisticuffs. Yeah, <laughs> then, then all of a sudden, I, I don't know if, if you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I don't know if you've seen it, Jason, but like the Minds Playing Tricks on Me video with Bushbook Bill at the end and like Willie D jumps out of the tree, all of a sudden like Sydney. <laughs> I come jumping out of some the, the rafters of this place. Yeah, not Sydney's white woman. All right, all right, guys. Last one. Oh my goodness, that was hilarious. In a scene, this is from Huff Post. In a scene caught by multiple traffic cameras, a driver smashed through a traffic arm of Florida's drawbridge, then made a dangerous leap as the bridge opened. 
The vehicle was briefly airborne on the Daytona Beach Main Street Bridge, which crosses Halifax River on Monday. Local NBC station of WESH said that the traffic arm had been replaced and that the police believe they have identified the driver. The gate also appeared uh, to damage the vehicle's windshield, but it's not known oh, it if, the, if the driver is injured. <laughs> Wait. Get a couple more angles of it. I was about to. Sh- Ooh, it's air. Was it that serious? I mean, it, it's not Blues Brothers level, but again, again, you know, it's also real life. <laughs> here's, is, here's where the damage is. This is where you're totally right. Crash. Yeah. Look at that windshield. Just destroyed. You know the wild part? Those things are really easy to break off. Like, you really didn't. I mean, you could have slowed down and probably broke it. But, I mean, yeah. you would have slowed down. And you, you would not have You would have to start back up to try to jump over the bridge and gave the bridge more time to open up. Um, Listen, that shit was dumb as shit. Uh, Where say, are unless, you going? Where are you say, going? Unless Where somebody was injured. Be? Exactly. Unless someone was injured or given birth. What right. the fuck was you right. for? I don't seem to be driving fast enough for that. Is someone dying in the back seat? You're going to the hospital? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, that one. That one was. That was wild, Florida. Florida. My reservations. <laughs> also, Ken. We've got insurance. If this is the last story, you cut my favorite part, not because of what it was, but because of what my reply was going to be. Which was what was your reply going to be? The Jeopardy thing. Oh yeah, we cut the Alex uh, uh, that we cut the Rogers Jeopardy thing out of the show. Uh, I want to go on record. I want to go on record. What did you say, Ryan? We can't talk about cut subjects. There's no one exists. Nonsense the list. There's no other way. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. There's no other way for me to bring this up. I want to put it on the record that I'm firmly on Team Levar Burton. Firmly. Who's that? What? Oh, he should, look, whoa! What? What now, what? Jason? Listen now, Jason. <laughs> Ryan. Oh my God! You watch your mouth now, Jordy uh, from Star Trek: The Next yeah, Generation. Oh Rainbow. Oh, you didn't read Rainbow. Rainbow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch that. Take a look. It's oh, in a book. The reading Rainbow. Yes, yes, yes. The perfect delivery, Ken. The angry reading Rainbow theme. I love it. Listen, I, when you first well, listen, when you first said Lavar, I was thinking like, why is he bringing up Lavar Ball? When you said Lavar Ball, I was like, Lavar Ball. And I was like, wait, Lavar Ball, rating rain majority, reading. Oh my yep. goodness! Yep. Oh, listen for for you, Ryan. Man He's is a, campaigning for that job, and he deserves it. He, he also known as this, Ryan. He's a fucking national treasure. That's who the fuck Lavar Burton. One hundred percent. Whatever. What? You don't want to have a LeBar Burton. I am. I'm whatever LeBar All right, guys, let's be at the airport. We're going to yeah. go fly to Phoenix I to beat the shit out of him. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be scared without your vaccinations to even come down here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Have you, ever, have you ever watched any Star Trek stuff whatsoever, Ryan? Uh, Not really. Like, maybe a couple episodes. How about Next Generation? Like, all together, Star Trek, maybe a couple episodes. So he's a black dude that had the the, the yeah, hair. Yeah, I do remember nice. him. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the remember. Yeah, I always forget that he was underneath that because it's not the same kind of face <laughs> with that covering. Oh yeah, use that for your fucking excuse. Wow, that was. Really <laughs> yeah. I watched a couple reading rare uh, reading whatever's in school, and then a couple episodes of Star Trek. What do you want from me? National treasure, just like he said. National, national fucking treasure. Oh. The next host of Guess Jeopardy only burn this down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, we always appreciate it. On that no, note. listen, no, because it's it, listen. We're gonna leave on the foot. That was good. I'm happy you brought that up, Jason. Uh, we're gonna leave with the funny. You know what I'm saying? We opened up with tragedy. Um, but we always try to bring you funny, and we always try to give you diverse reactions. Just also, this also too. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm being, um, I'm not. This isn't 3D. All right. So uh, these are generic things that I'm about to say. I'm Kenneth Davis. If you don't know, I'm from the South Side of Chicago. Um, an urban kid that went to Catholic school. 
maybe got into just give you a little background check so you kind of get the characters here all those different characters all right that's who i am all right brash do a little sports things here and there uh below me right here on my screen is sydney brown uh 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 a guy that is a great sports dude all right loves white women and there's nothing wrong with that. But the um, reason I bring it up is it's part it's part of the jokes here. If you don't get some of the jokes here, right? And you can love whoever you want to love. All right. Next to him is Jason Kessner. All right. Used to be uh intern at me and D many, many years ago. Has done plenty of things on radio in the suburbs. <clears throat> Doesn't enjoy to do the sports talk anymore, which is sad because he's really smart when it comes to sports. Uh big big time, probably the, all of our both of, of both of our white boys here. He, I don't know, because they both real liberal. He may slightly out liberal Ryan. I don't know. Oh, yeah. This is. I'll, I'll give Jason the love. Yeah, but Ryan yeah. too. All right, just to give you the perspective, Ryan, uh, laid back. Uh, you whoa, know, whoa. we're not going to highlight Jason's women. Oh yeah. So it's I, listen, we're real quick. Oh, 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 you guys boxes, who's next to you on y'all box, real quick. It's the same for me as it what you just described it. Okay, yeah, so okay. So he's Sydney's flip, if you get why. Right. He, he has he's developed a hankering for the sisters. <laughs> Jokes. He takes it, he takes it serious. He's falling in love with a, a, a black, a young black young lady. All right, that's just that's his first that's his first taste. All right, his first taste of the sugar. Oh, that's not your first taste of the sugar, man. I had gone on dates with other black women and it hadn't worked out. This was my first time it worked out. Okay, now when you say dates, did you end up laying down and doing the horizontal lingo? Not that far, but we did. Okay, so this is his first. This is his first. All right, he's got a taste of the sugar. He never wants to go home. All right. Again, again, he's actually again, he's again now listen, somewhere. these are generic. This isn't truly defining who we are. I'm just giving you some of the levity. But the bits. Yeah, the yes, bits. Yeah, Ryan, comedy bits, as we used yeah. to say. Yeah. Ryan, uh, uh, will sleep with your mama if you probably yeah. don't pay attention long enough. <laughs> <laughs> After he gets a liquor duck. Uh, uh, <laughs> great producer. How you doing, Mrs.? Also, and we probably all, probably, if we, I think we, we probably all lean left, even though I probably have some conservative values. Sydney probably has the most conservative values out of all of us, which doesn't, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Um, but just trying to give you a little bit of taste of who we are to get some of the jokes if you are just coming into this show. Uh, always appreciate you guys. Today was a really funny episode. I hope uh, we lifted up some spirits um, during this tragic time as Jarek Chauvet is found hopefully guilty this week of murdering George Floyd. Um, then come back next week and we're going to pick you up again. Um, and we always appreciate it. You can always find Sydney Brown on Second City Sports and on Rigor Radio. Jason is always here with us. And, you know, you can find me and Ryan on that Davis show. And also I am the host of NBC's Under Center podcast, which is dedicated to the Bears and the NFL. Um, but listen, time this week, baby. <laughs> yeah. Also, we got probably by the time we drop this and we dropped this on Monday. So Tuesday to, to tomorrow, we got an episode where it's me and Ryan and the guys from Keeping It at 100 on uh uh, the Tape Never Lies Network with Phil and Shane. So make sure you check that out as they come for us for Mac Jones. They're coming for Mac Jones. All right. That's how bad <laughs> it is right now. They come, what are you about to say, Jason? I was just going to say, it'll be just like what we described, that situation with club where you smash the chair. Exactly. So listen, as always, uh, really, really stay safe, especially during this trying times. Sweet, and don't, yeah. Yeah, don't do anything stupid uh, before you hear from us again. Sit. We gone. The flip.